Welcome back to the special two-part episode of Dropping Dimes. I'm your host, Noah Cooper, this time by myself, next time with my longtime co-host, Perry Randall III. That one should be dropping later this week. We'll be giving our thoughts about the NBA's suspended season and kind of what's next for the NBA in these times of COVID-19 in America. But first, here's Damian Lillard and Kevin Love. Drip, drip, drop. Dropping dimes, dropping dimes. Baby Dame Dollar here, trailblazing dimes everywhere. I don't want to boast, but I'm dropping dimes from coast to coast. Dropping dimes everywhere, like I just don't care. I'm dropping dimes on the bike, on the stairs. I'm even dropping dimes on my teddy bear. So the talk in the NBA over the last few days has been the Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. Admittedly, there isn't much else going on right now sports-wise, but this one was sure to be a hit anyway. Just kind of a little backstory on the doc. Jordan apparently allowed inside footage into the locker room before his last season with the Bulls in 1998, and it was reported that basically this footage sat in a vault for the last nearly 23 years as Jordan was not ready to clear that footage from the documentary. But it's also now been reported that the footage was finally cleared on the day of the Cavs parade in 2016 after they had won the title. Now, it seems like, to me anyway, that Jordan felt there was a little disdain towards LeBron. And at least he felt like LeBron winning that title in 2016 might harm his legacy in some way as the greatest of all time and put that into jeopardy. So I feel like for this generation, a lot of people haven't seen Michael Jordan live my age. Around anywhere from late teens, early 20s, even mid-20s to late 20s, we never got the opportunity to see Jordan at the peak of his powers. When he retired with the Wizards, I was only five years old. And I know a lot of people, I'm 22, I know a lot of people probably around the age of five then were not watching Wizards footage of Michael Jordan and at least were not able to see Michael Jordan live in the early, mid, or late 90s. Now this documentary from the footage cleared in 1999 gave Michael Jordan just the avenue to be able to put that footage out there in the future in case his legacy ever came to harm's way at one point or another. Now, I'm a current-day Bulls fan, but I'm not really a Bulls historian. I know a lot about, and I've done a lot of research about the players and the statistics of those 90s Bulls and 80s Bulls as well, But I was looking forward to the documentary because it could provide some sort of inside information about the ins and outs of the team with everyone that's going to be interviewed. Now, a couple of my thoughts from the documentary very quickly is, first off, Jerry Krause. He was the main focus of the first episode, obviously, aside from Jordan. And I I knew he was hated in the 90s. Heck, I hated him, and I didn't even know why I hated him. He really comes off in this documentary as really the greatest enemy of the dynasty. And I feel like it's really sad that we couldn't hear from him in the first place since he did tragically pass away a few years ago. We couldn't hear his side of the story. Now, 
honestly, Jordan probably wouldn't have let the footage air with his nowadays interviews anyway. And, you know, rightfully so, probably in Jordan's mind, as he's the one that led to the demise of the team. But in a way, in my opinion anyway, he was the mastermind behind putting the roster together. And I feel like he probably doesn't get enough credit for doing just that. It was the biggest mistake possible that he ever could have made to create a wedge between him and the players, the organization and the coaching staff and the players, the roster of the Chicago Bulls. Obviously, the biggest mistake in 98 to not sign Phil back because Jordan only wanted to play for Phil Jackson. I can't imagine how any organization at the time could have the greatest player of all time in the history of basketball up until 1998 and not try to meet his every demands. And for a guy like Krause to think he's ahead of that is unbelievable. So I really appreciated the insight that the documentary gave to that aspect. Another part, Scottie Pippen. I knew he was underpaid. Just like Krause, I knew he was hated, but I didn't know why. I knew Scottie was underpaid, but good God. Making $3 million a year for seven years in the 90s? Now, like he said, it made sense to him at the time. You know, it was really just bad timing. He hadn't reached his peak powers yet as a player, and he didn't feel like he could bet on himself because of the possibility of an injury, and he needed to take care of his family. Now, you know it's a bad deal when the owner of the team doesn't even think you should be signing the deal. Nonetheless, he, he signed the deal, came up short. In the long run, Scotty was paid more than Jordan was throughout his career, even though Jordan, he had the big contract in 97. He was making $33 million a year in 98, kind of just above and beyond in his own league. Scotty, through being able to play into the early 2000s, was still able to make more money. But like they pointed out in the documentary, he could have made nine or ten times what he did in the 90s if he just would have signed a bigger contract. And both Jerry's, Jerry Reinsdorf and Jerry Krause, would not let him restructure that deal. Now, I'm not sure how restructuring deals went in the 90s. I don't know if it was easier or harder than it might be today. But still, it still blows my mind to this day that Scotty was that underpaid. And really, it, it almost allowed for the championship run to last as long as it did with Scotty on the roster, considering he was that underpaid. And that's basically my biggest two takeaways from the first two episodes. Jerry Krause, Scotty Pippen, kind of some things I didn't know about them, or at least it helped elaborate on stuff that a lot of my generation in their late teens, early and mid-20s, never got the chance to experience, never got the chance to see live, and it really gave that inside perspective into those two aspects of the 90s Bulls dynasty. So that's it for this episode of Dropping Dimes. Like I said, by myself today, but we'll be joined by my co-host Perry Randall III coming next episode where we are going to give a little bit of insight into our thoughts about the NBA suspended season so far and kind of talk about what's next for the NBA in these times of COVID-19 in America. So stay tuned for that on the next episode of Dropping Dimes.